Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. Well, hello, friends. 9.06 on a Thursday. February 16, 2023, and the first of our bank first Ranger Hours. We had Jay Tindall on the program yesterday doing our Building Our Future and Economic Development, talking about the change of Sycamore Bank into Bank First, which officially happened this week, and all that's going on. And one thing that did not change, their support for Northwest Community College, their support for the entire North Mississippi area, high schools and everything that they have continued and will continue to do over the years, they're still there for you. Bank first, Ranger Hour today. This is what we do on the program between now and 10. The tennis coach goes by the name of Will Irvin. He's been on the program before. He's on the program today, coming up in the first segment. And then when we're done there, a gentleman by the name of Donnie Edwards. Donnie Edwards, the Elvis impersonator. If you're a Northwest Community College person, Don Edwards was a long-time women's basketball coach at NWCC. Not that Donnie Edwards. Uh, a different Donnie Edwards. One that will be performing his Elvis tribute March 11th at the Heindel Family uh, Performing Arts Center. So that, and we'll tell you some of the other things going on on that campus Sports news, different things before it is done. So our show today, tennis and Elvis. That's what we're going to do involving Northwest Community College. Weather has forced the cancellation of today's softball games that Northwest was scheduled to get in against East Mississippi. So that has been canceled. They do have a set Tomorrow at 11 against Motlow State. Baseball scheduled to play as well against Illinois Central. There's there's a couple of different teams for the Northwest softball team, but we'll get into those things and more a little bit later on. The show today, the Bank First Ranger Hour. Will Urban is the tennis coach. He joins us on the other side. And then we'll get to talk with Elvis impersonator Donnie Edwards, who's bringing his show to Cenotopia March 11th. Sit back, kick your feet up, have some coffee, and let's talk all things Northwest Community College for the hour. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093. Please do. Each and every day, that text message line comes right into the studio here. 662-426-1093. It's 9.15 for this Bank First Ranger Hour. I have that typed out, by the way, after doing the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour for so long. And now this week, uh, Bank has changed names. They're still with us. They're still part of Northwest Community College and always will be. All right. So our first guest is the tennis coach, Will Irvin. Our next guest is Elvis impersonator Donnie Edwards. Now, I don't know if Coach Will Irvin can – do, do you, uh, you impersonate Elvis? Can you sing like Elvis? 
Good morning, Gary. <laughs> but fun, my uncle is actually an Elvis impersonator. No so way. I, I might, might have a little bit. You know, I might have some in me. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Um, excellent. Well, well, we'll we'll see. I'm going to try and get Donnie uh, to sing for us uh, a little bit later on on the, on the program. I will not get you. I won't ask you to do that because uh, you, you're working the tennis program. Since we had you on, you know, right after you got to NWCC, starting to put the team together and started to take the 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 Northwest brand around and 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 swinging the racket and doing those things. What has this been like to build to where we now have the schedule going? We're playing these matches and we've got men and women representing Northwest Community College. Gary, uh, the simple answer is fun. F U N, man. <laughs> it has been so much fun. Uh, it has been a ride. Uh, you know, as a first year coach, you kind of learn the ups and downs, you know, how to ride it. It's a roller coaster. You know, if you think that you're going up, up, up all the time, uh, <laughs> you will be surprised. Uh, but man, it has been so much fun. I got a great group of guys and girls. I've been enjoying it. Is this, you know, initial season results-oriented, or what are the results that you want to see? Let me put it that way. What are you looking for here in year one? Uh, you want to win, right? You know, but you don't right? You know, the coach, any coach would like to do, they say they want to win. Um, but when you're talking about a team, guys and girls, that, you know, nationally ranked or – roster in the country that, if I'm not mistaken, the only roster in the country that's ranked. I'm kind of losing you there, Coach, again. I'm kind of losing you with the phone there. Hey. Yep, and he's gone. All right, so we'll try and get him back uh, and to get that discussion back with him again here in uh, in just a moment. Let me, uh, let's try, and here's what live radio does for us. We're going we're gonna to do this again. While talking to you, we're going to try and bring uh, Coach back and get him back on the phone and see what we have here. All right, let's see if we can get him here. All right, all right, the coach, coach is, coach is back. Talk to us again, sir. All right, I've got you now. There, yeah, yeah. We're making Gary, a, we're making a commercial. Saying. We're making a commercial, are we? I can hear you now. You know. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so Gary, you know, when you're talking about results. You know, of course you want to win. Of course that's what you're looking for as a coach. But when you're talking about a nationally ranked team and you're the only team in the country ranked that's, you know, if I'm not mistaken, all U.S. citizens, but I know for a fact the only roster ranked top 25 that's all Mississippi kids. <laughs> right. Um, we're trying to ride this. We're trying to ride this momentum to the national championship. You know, you can give me as many wins as you want, but at the end of the day, you know, I believe that this team is a playoff team. I believe that this team is a national championship team. So that is the goal. That is what we're pushing for. You know, I'm not counting the wins. I'm not counting the losses. I'm counting to watch this team fight and fight through this entire thing. And they're doing it. They're doing it. They're pushing. We had a great start to the season. And, you know, again, it's it's about embracing that journey and enjoying the ride, and that's what we're doing. Did you intend to build the roster just with Mississippians, men and women, or uh, did it just work out that way in year one, and now that you have it that way, what's your thought process? Can you lead us through that? Yeah, so, Gary, you know, the goal is always to grow. You know, to be honest, I, I didn't intentionally plan that. You know, we looked at some out-of-staters, we looked at internationals, but we're still trying to get that process done. 
and the process is in motion. You know, humongous thanks to, again, our administration, our athletic staff, to the Northwest community already put in motion. Uh, but that's just how it kind of came together. You know, you got six transfers that all came in from other schools in Mississippi. You know, that's how the cards fell. That's how it, it came out to play. And, you know, it's it's interesting dynamic because, again, you're the only team in the state that's ranked with all Mississippi kids, and you're right there fighting with ranked teams, top 15, top 20 teams, you know, programs in the country. Uh, it, it's actually, to me, very impressive. So uh, weird dynamic, strange dynamic, but uh, fun dynamic, too. How many, and, and I'm looking at your roster, right, and, and I see on the website is there eight on the men's team, and what are we doing? How, how many do we have on each side? So we have eight on the men's, six on the women's. Now, Gary, that is not your typical roster size. Uh, you can look at some of the other in the state. You know, the girls are usually a little bit smaller. Um, but when you're talking about completely restarting a program, completely rebuilding something that was non-existent, um, you have to tread lightly. You don't want to overburn spots. Sure. I'll save a couple spots. You've got to do it. Uh, if you look at some of our here on the guys and girls side, uh, we've got some major moves, major signings for next year's class. Fill those spots, but this year you're looking at eight on the men, six on the women. Give us a name, maybe from both sides, and I, you know, I, I hate to leave out, but when talking to coaches, I do get them to bring <laughs> up, you know, a name or so from each team, so that people can, you know, maybe learn a little bit more, or if they go and they watch a match, if you have one there in Sotobia, they'll kind of know something about the squad. Can you tell us maybe one one man, one woman on on the club, and 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 what you've been impressed with from both? Of course, of course. Uh, so, Gary, I'll, I'll start with the women. So, uh, I, I know you said one. I got to go to. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Grace Ann Wade and Amelia Anding. Um, you know, these are two freshmen that came from private school ball. Um, smaller schools kind of flew under the radar on the recruiting scene. Um, they have woken up and showed the entire conference that they are ready to play. They are ready to hang. You know, you're talking about two Mississippi girls that are playing a slate at one singles, two singles. I won't tell you who's what because they're <laughs> fighting for it. Uh, but top two girls that are playing an entire slate of international girls or out-of-state girls. You know, these are Mississippi girls from 1A ball, 2A ball, you know, having to go out there and play kids that have played, you know, in different countries for years. And they're hanging with them. You know, I watched our girls fight last night, and they're hanging with them. You talk about who's laying the foundation and who's leading the team, it, it is beyond impressive to watch these girls. See, those are definitely two right there. I would definitely uh, check out if you see them on campus, find them, say hello, uh, give them some support because they're doing it. Uh, and then on the guys' side, we had a humongous transfer come in. I'm going to give them a big shout-out, Chris Albert. Uh, Chris came in. He's 21, 22 years old. He's the old guy. He's the, <laughs> that's sometimes difficult. Uh Chris has came in and really added some fire to this team. You know, we were already a great team. We were already motivated. We were already pushing. When you can add a late-season transfer at the halfway mark in January and he can only double down on that, he's been a great team leader. He really has. Uh, and he's really pushed the boys and made them work harder. Um, 
So it, it it's a unique on both sides when you're talking about an older group on the guys and a younger group on the girls. Um, but it is really fun to watch both of those dynamics. That it's going to get better. It's only going to keep growing. It's- Coach Will Urban is with us here talking about the Northwest tennis teams. Uh, the next match is scheduled for Tuesday. Uh, on the 21st, you're, you're, you're coming off of the one against Meridian yesterday, as you pointed out. On a day like today, and then since there isn't a match until Tuesday of next week, what's the plan? How do you work and do these things to get ready for what's next? Right. So, Gary, you know, we had a tough match yesterday. We opened our conference play against my former school, Meridian Community College. Uh, big shout-out to T.J. Carter. He's put a great squad together. He has some of the top internationals in the state, if not the top. I know his women are. Um, you know, that was a tough match for us. 16th in the nation. We knew what we were coming in yet. Uh, we hung right there. We played great. But, you know, sometimes it's not enough. You know, I told the group, and this is something that we have to understand going forward, and this is something that we're going to work on this week, that pressure pressure. You know, you have to accept it. If you don't accept privilege, you either don't want to be there or you can't handle it. Team Hines, who's also nationally ranked, uh, that's, a, that's a team that I see in our future that we can really play against and hang toe-to-toe. And that's one that we want. We want that. You know, so I'm glad that we have the off day Friday. We don't play Friday. We have a week or six days, five days to really prepare. You know, today I told the group we're going to celebrate our loss yesterday. As a team, you know, I, I don't want to drop too many details, but, Gary, I'll give you a hint. They're going to be using their feet a lot today. It's going to be a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're, we're going to celebrate that. We're going to come back. We're going to reset. You know, some back to neutral. We practice, and we're going to prepare just like any match. Uh, it's a big one for us. It's a position we want to be in. And, hey, you want to be in that position, you got to knock them off. Coach, I appreciate some time this morning. Got to move into the second half of the show. No singing, just all tennis talk today. Uh, we'll send people your way to watch some matches, uh, again, with the one coming in Cenotopia on Tuesday, February 21st. We'll talk to you down the road. Good luck, Coach. Thank you, Gary. Have a great day. Go Rangers. That's Coach Will Irvin. And uh apologize for some of the – you know, in and out with uh, the cell phone there. But Coach and his team off and running. And, and again, as he said, and, and even though you know, they have uh, yet to, uh, to, to win one of the overall matches, they're still a nationally ranked men's club in the top 25 in the ITA rankings. And they've already played Meridian, as he said. Hines is number 21, Colin's number 23, Jones is 15, Itawamba's 20, uh, and Gulf Coast is 14. And so, much like every other sport, Mississippi and the community college, tennis world, apparently, is really, really good. And so, there will be matches uh, for uh, the men and women coming up on Tuesday as they take on Heinz next, uh, the 21st, in Sinatobia, as uh, the women and men get this thing going. And they'll do it in Sinatobia, and they will do it starting at 2 next Tuesday. 927. We're off and going. We thank Coach for being with us. And next, we're going to talk about one of the events you can see in the new Performing Arts Center on the Northwest Campus coming up in March.
Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Well, tennis to begin the show, Elvis to continue the second portion of things here on this Thursday. And again, we thank Coach Will Irvin for being on with us, talking a little athletics in the Northwest world. Now, Donnie Edwards is an international multi-award winning professional Elvis tribute artist. I got all of that out. He will be in Sinatobia March 11th, and we welcome Donnie to the show. How you doing, sir? Good. How are we doing, sir? I think I'm okay, uh, as we were talking about, just trying to figure out what day it is, what time it is. Um, I've been, <laughs> I've truthfully been trying to make it Thursday for three straight days here in North Mississippi, and finally it's gotten here, and, and, and we'll get to do this and get to the show. Um, Donnie, as, as you know, I was getting ready to, to interview you and do these things, and people have seen Elvis impersonators all over the place. You've been in Vegas. You've actually performed on Graceland. I'm going to get to all of that. But when did Donnie Edwards first find the passion for Elvis and then lead us through how all of a sudden this is what you do? When did you find Elvis, and how long have you been doing this? Well, I started, I mean, back around 2002, uh, down in Lake Jackson, Texas. But I became an Elvis fan ever since I was a kid. Uh, ever since, I mean, I still remember the day he died. I was about two years old. And uh, I, I had aunts and uncles who loved Elvis. My parents loved Elvis. And uh, I still remember that day. And it, it, it just always stayed with me. And his music has always stayed with me. He just was always uh, my hero, him and Superman. So uh, yeah. growing up, I just always was drawn to anything Elvis. And uh, like a lot of people, and as I got older throughout my teenage years, uh, I started getting told I'd look a lot like him, and, mm-hmm. and, and as I got through high school and through college and everything, it just kind of kept staying with me, and then in 96, uh, I went to Elvis Week up there in August uh, of 96, and I met DJ Fontana, George Klein, J.D. Sumner, uh, the Jordanaires, the Sweet Inspirations, I met all these people who had worked around Elvis, and I got to go backstage uh, I actually snuck backstage, but uh, <laughs> I had to go back there, and I just like, hey, I got to meet these people, and, and I got to meet them, and I wasn't a performer or nothing. I didn't just even think about doing that. I was, I was just a guy who happened to look a lot like him, and they all complimented me on that, like, well, where do you perform? I said, no, no, I don't do that. I'm just, I'm just a huge Elvis fan. They said, well, you know, if you ever decide to do it, you know, you can, you know, you can do real well at this, you know, and I didn't really had, not really thought about that. I, I knew guys as dads or uncles who a little Elvis, maybe, but not really anybody. So it took me a few years before I got around to doing it. And it wasn't until 2002 in my hometown of Lake Jackson, Texas. I did a contest. I won that one. And then a few months, couple months later, I did another one in Texas City. I won that one. And then uh, I, I placed uh, in the top. I finished third in a contest in Wisconsin. And I was the only non-professional to actually do that. So it kind of started heading me in that direction. And uh, eventually I got to where I landed in Vegas. And then by 2006, I was touring with the Jordanaires as Young Elvis. Wow. Uh, and DJ Fontana uh, and the Three Inspirations. And I was doing shows with them. And you know, I started doing a little bit more 50s and 60s and 70s. And then, uh, let's see, by 2000, uh, let's see, 2007, I got married to Graceland to my wife, Donna. And then uh, in 2013, I performed on the ground to Graceland, becoming the first and only each, uh, Elvis tribute artist ever do that and then in 2017 i got uh, hired to perform on elvis's stage which is now known as the Westgate, 
And we were the first Elvis show to be hired directly by the casino since Elvis himself. The other shows had gone in there, but they were always brought in or they paid for that. Not the same way as we were. So it was kind of unique. So we've gotten to do a lot of pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds like it. Donnie, uh, part of uh, my radio world and what I do is is different organizations and different things and i also work with a a radio group in memphis tennessee and through that time and and your mentioning of george klein has taken me to him because he would come in to record like a weekend show that he was doing at times and we would all try and put our schedule around his to where we would show up at the same time george was in the building because he would t- yeah. just tell stories he would he would have all kinds of great things that some may never know some may never hear but what what was it like for you to meet him a- a- at that time that you were talking about well when i first met him in 96 i was you know we we talked a lot backstage actually he was the mc of the show that they were doing over at the Orpheum, over there yeah. right off Bill Street. And we got, I got to go and talk to him a little bit, and he took a picture with me, and I was like 21 or something. And then years later, when I came back as a tribute artist, he, didn't, he, he talked to me a little bit differently, but over I ended up doing a lot of uh, shows with uh, or, or this uh, fundraiser with Elvis's nurse, um, Nurse Marion Cox, and she would do a fundraiser every Elvis week. And I got to know him a little bit through that because I she would have me come up and perform. I got to know her pretty well, and she's like, "Hey, I'd like you to come see at my at our our, our little uh, fundraiser we're doing here at Peabody." And through that, I got to know George a little bit, and he was one of the first ones I did a a couple of gospel songs. I always loved singing gospel, and he told me he he came up to me afterwards when I asked for a photo and a, uh, an autograph to have him sign this book I had had. And uh, he says, you know, you're one of the few guys I've actually heard who actually sounds like Elvis. Yeah. He goes, it has the, and has that, that, you know, that voice behind it. He goes, and the power, he goes, he goes, he goes you really have a gift. I said, well, thank you. That coming from you, that means everything. And, uh, but, yeah, you know what? George was just the nicest guy. Uh, you know, he would tell these great stories. I think the funniest story still is about how Elvis had bought him a car. <laughs> and one day, uh, I guess, he was driving to Graceland, and he saw this guy waving at him. He's like, I don't know who that guy is. And he kept going on to Graceland, and, uh, and some guy had broke down or something. And he's like, you know, he didn't have time. He's trying to get to Graceland. He's got to tell Elvis something. Well, he didn't know is that Elvis had snuck out away from Graceland in, in an old truck and was driving around, and the truck broke down. And he saw George coming, and he was trying to wave at him. And he's like, man, see if I ever buy you a car again or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> because then he's why didn't you pull over? Because I didn't know that was you. Absolutely. Just a funny thing. Talking with Dottie Edwards, he'll be performing March 11th in Senatobia at the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts on the Northwest Campus. Radio's not going to do this justice. What I'm going to try and tell the people is we have computer-savvy people. I want you guys to go do the Google search and look up Donnie Edwards and look up performances. They're all over the place. Um, and Donnie, I'm gonna when we get done with this, I'm gonna play a little bit of of, of one you did, but it's actually for from about three years ago, um, and in in one of the festivals that you were at, you not only and uh, people have said you look like him, but as I was looking, we had the sales team in here in the studio with me, the mannerism. How did you practice, like as you're singing, the little face twitch, 
the nose doing this, the lip curl. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that Elvis did, I mean, you you have the mannerisms down to a T. How did that come about? Well, a lot of it's just, I mean, some of it's kind of natural. It's just ever since I was a kid, I kind of understand. Uh, I can watch Elvis. I can almost tell you what he's thinking because I've, I've you know, watched him so much. And then so it just became a thing like, I guess maybe it's almost like a photo memory. Like you get to a point, like muscle memory, you you just get to a point where you kind of, okay, this you know this is how he would have done this. And even if there may be things that I'm doing that Elvis didn't do, I try to stay as close in how he I think he would have done it. So, like, when I do certain movements, obviously, you know, if I do suspicious minds, folks, there's certain movements or hound dogs, mm-hmm. there's certain movements you automatically do. But then there's also just uh, just kind of knowing who he was and just really trying to pay attention to how he felt about certain songs, the emotions that he would put behind songs. And I think once you start to kind of really dive into that, it's, it just comes out. I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. I don't really practice any of like the facial expressions, and people have asked me that. I said, well, I don't, I don't know. It's just something that comes out of me once I'm on stage. And, and I'm and I'm performing because I guess in my mind it's like I'm playing Elvis in my head sure. as I'm performing it. Even the walkout on stage, Donnie. Even the walkout, right? I mean, it, those mannerisms are the same. And I think it's it's interesting to listen as as to how that came about. I know you, you you've mentioned 50s, 60s, and 70s, and I know in the show you will do some of each. Do you yeah. have a, do you have a preference? Do you like '50s Elvis better than '70s Elvis, or does the '60s Elvis uh, mean more, or or do you just put the passion into whatever it is, no matter what year? Yeah, anything that's Elvis, pretty much. I mean, I when I mean when I first started, I, my voice was a little bit more towards the '50s and, and movie years, and then over time, I've learned to develop it and and, and really strengthen it to you know in, in a way similar to that of Elvis, because I, I was lucky enough to work with Charlie Hodge for a little bit. And uh, I got to know him over a weekend, and we kept in contact, and he showed me a couple little vocal exercises. He goes, I'm going to show you some stuff that, that Elvis used to do, and it will help you. And it did. It, it made such a huge difference. And what's unique is that, yeah, I don't really think too much about the walk. I, I guess I naturally kind of have a little <laughs> bit of Elvis's walk because my dad kind of has it. And, he, and my dad, you know, he's, he's, he's an Elvis fan, but he's like the biggest Elvis fan, so it's just something he has. And uh, But it's just one of those things where, uh, yeah, it just, you just kind of work on certain things, and other things just kind of come out, you know? It's just weird. <laughs> is there one song, though, that's just easier for you to do? Like, is there one that's just natural? Uh, I Probably, I would say, I don't know. I don't know if there's any natural one. I mean, they're all different to me. Sure. Like, like, songs in the 50s are definitely, you know, you're, it's a different register. Uh, of, of, and a lot of it is, in Elvis's voice, he was more of a throat singer. But then he would really get up into some notes like shake, round, roll, or, you know, and then he would have almost that, that uh, kind of rough sound to his voice when he did Hound Dog or Jailhouse Rock. He had that, or, you know, Big Hunk of Love type sound. And then he would he could soften it like, are you lonesome tonight? And that's the thing that I've always taken pride in, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that I wanted to learn how to get a lot of Elvis's projections, both in the big songs like Hurt and, and American Trilogy and, and songs like that, but also the soft songs and everything in between. The only probably time in Elvis's career that he sounded different and never sounded that way again was the 68 comeback. And that's, that's a slightly different sound, and that's, that's, a, that's really kind of a, a push in the throat area because he really wasn't pushing off his diaphragm as much yet. 
because that wouldn't really start until about you. You'll, you can hear the difference by 1970. What a difference! Yeah, by, by playing Vegas so much. Donnie Edwards, an elite tribute to Elvis, coming to the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts in Sedatobia, March 11th. That's a Saturday. I'm going to send you and tell you all the places to get the tickets and things of that nature. You mentioned from Elvis Presley Enterprises, they asked you, you got to perform at Graceland, the the, the first, and are you the only that they have done that? Yeah, yeah, apparently I'm the only one, and uh, that's what I was told in 2013. And I got this thing from, uh, well, I got a thing from the governor of Tennessee, and I got a thing from the mayor of Memphis, and uh, this little proclamation thing, and, and, and everything, and uh, kind of, you know, kind of talking about that. And then I got a thing from Graceland, uh, you know, that, that kind of says, has, you know, says that I performed there. And, uh, you know, it, it technically wasn't in Graceland, per se, uh, but it was on the property. Line. Right. They, you know, because they don't, you know, they don't really do that. Uh, but it was still, you know, something that no one's ever done. It was part of the, it was on the premises, and that part, you know, just know that that no one's even gotten close to that. It was just I was like, whoa, you know, and I didn't know that at the time. I, I wasn't sure, uh, you know, what you know what all this that's been done. So to actually have and to find out, you know, here we are going on ten years later. No one's still done that, and it might, it might never happen again. So. That's a great honor that I take, uh, one of the great honors I've had, you know, other than touring with some of Elvis's guys and, and performing on several stages that Elvis performed on. So, yeah, I mean, we're really looking forward to our show. Like I said, we do the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. And we have a great band with the Fever Band, and, and we've gone everywhere just about you can think of. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I didn't ask the tennis coach to sing, and if you don't feel like singing this morning, I get it. I've got, I've, I've, I've got uh, a, 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 a part of that performance that I was talking about uh, from Texas from 2019. I'll let the people listen to you uh, before the okay. show is done today. Um, and I appreciate your time, and I, I can't wait to see the show. And, and I know a lot of people obviously – uh, know and love Elvis from whether it's been the Tupelo, Mississippi growing up days to Memphis, Tennessee, all around this yep. listening area. Uh, there are tons of Elvis fans, and we appreciate your time this morning. Uh, how many uh, uh, how many performances do you put in uh, in, in a year? Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's got to be about it's got to be about a hundred or so. Um, you know, it, it seems like every weekend I'm I'm, I'm doing at least you know. Friday or Saturday, it seems just about. In fact, I'm about to fly out to Delaware tomorrow for some shows up there, and then uh, and then the following week, let's see where am I? I'm in Arizona, <laughs> and then uh, I fly to Nashville uh, to do. Uh, I'm actually part of a, a documentary, uh, and I'm as, as Elvis, and uh, so I'm about to do that. So there's a, yeah, it's just it's just like every weekend, you know, I'm pretty much going. Then I come back, I do Mississippi there, and then I go to Texas the next weekend. Then I go to Palm Beach, Florida. So it's nice. Like, I'm constant. I'm constantly. It's go, 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 go. So I pretty much live out of a suitcase. Well, I, as a radio person, I I should probably own stock in like Hall's cough drops and vitamin C drops <laughs> and things of that nature. And I, I am sure you have to do those kinds of things to protect oh, your yeah. voice, obviously, because you're straining yours much more than a guy just uh, flapping his gums and talking about whatever it is uh, on the. Sp- whatever day it might be, whether it's sports or today, a little Elvis tribute. And, Donnie, I appreciate you being on the program today. Look forward to seeing you on March 11. Well, thank you guys for having me, and we're looking forward to it. We're, we're all revved up and ready to go. And, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to playing in, in, you know, not too far from Tupelo. I've played it there several times uh, for the festival that they have there. But it's nice to, to come back to Elvis's home state 
and uh, get to perform for uh, you know his you know that kind of his area that he grew up in. So that's you know we're really looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Donnie. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Donnie Edwards, and this is from the Lone Star Elvis Festival. Uh, a few years back, uh, and again, I'm going to encourage you to go check this guy out online and, and look at his mannerism, look at everything, and, uh, and, and, and catch a little bit. We'll listen to him now, and then you can listen to him on the 11th of March. talking rangers this hour thanks for joining us for the bank first ranger hour it's a special conversation about northwest community college there's a campus near you and you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093 well your weather forecast again uh, brought to you by our friends natural lawn has some rain in it now and tate and desoto county lights up Thanks to Coach Will Irvin. Thanks to Donnie Edwards, the Elvis tribute artist, for being on our program today. And bank first, the first of the shows. And I made it, and I called him bank first every time. So for an old radio guy, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> 9.56. Stay safe, weather aware, and we'll do this again in the morning. So long. So long.